Well, it's lovely to see you this morning, friends. And uh, if you are new or visiting us, a special welcome. Please do um, come to the welcome area at the back and say hello. We'd love to uh, give you a little information pack on uh, St. Paul's and um, uh, give you some more um, information on what we are about as a church. We're just beginning a a short three-week series in the mornings here on the Holy Spirit. And uh, we're actually going to do week one now, then we're being interrupted next week. We've got a guest speaker next week at the 11 o'clock, 9.15 and the 11. Um, His name is Alan Kilpatrick. He is a previous staff member here, was here for five years or so before going to help lead a church in America and then back to lead a church in Brighton and now he's leading a church in uh, South Africa. So he's coming back next Sunday, which will be fun, uh, and he'll be with us and then we'll continue with our series uh, after that. Um, we had Pentecost Sunday um, a couple of Sundays ago when we thought about the birth of the church. You know, Pentecost Sunday is, is when we're reminded that the, on Pentecost is, was this Pentecost Sunday or Pentecost Day of Pentecost was when the church was born. The thing about that is it's just like one Sunday. You know, it's like we just have one Sunday, this is when the church was born, and then we move on to the next thing. But, it, but it's, um, it's not just about one Sunday uh, in the year. Um, it's about actually Jesus' ministry continuing through the lives of uh, the followers, his followers, um, uh, every day of the year. The kingdom of God coming because of the Spirit alive and at work um, in our lives. And today's talk is uh, entitled The Spirit of Possibility. And uh, when you heard the reading, you probably thought, it's not Christmas. Did you think that? Did anybody think that? It's not Christmas. Yeah, that's it. It's not Christmas. Yeah, come on, we've got the reading a bit too early. Well, of course, the thing is, when that happened, Christmas didn't exist. You know, when, when that happened to Mary, then there was no Christmas. So I'm trying to take us to a place where we just get out of our Western mindset uh, in some way. Um, talking to my friend Joe from northern India uh, recently, and we were talking about different things. And, of course, there, Christmas Day is just like another day. You know, it's just like a day in the week. We don't particularly worry about it. He says, that just goes past, you know. It's, we don't celebrate Christmas. So, so we, we, are, we are in a culture that celebrates Christmas. And so we link certain things in the Bible to Christmas. But, you know, when, when the angel visited Mary... She didn't have any idea that Christmas was about to happen. Um, uh, in fact, she had no idea Jesus was about to happen. So we're way before we get to our mindset. So let's revisit this by taking us out of our mindset, um, first of all. Uh, the story itself is a very simple one, isn't it? A young girl who's a believer in God, who's betrothed, engaged to be married, um, she could have been as young as 12 years of age. That's when they got engaged then. So we need to get out of our Western mindset. She could have been as young as 12 at that point, uh, engaged to be married. And this young girl has her heart set on following her Lord and Heavenly Father. I, the, 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 the results of this little girl, as we think they were today, choosing to be a follower of God is quite... Uh, phenomenal. So for her, Jesus doesn't exist. It's not part of her thinking. All that she knows is that there's a God that she wants to follow, and she has this incredible meeting with an angel who comes to say, 
You know, this God who you're following has come upon you today by his Holy Spirit and you're going to conceive a child who's going to be called Jesus. The Lord's going to put him on the throne of your ancestor David and he's going to rule over all of Israel forever. I, I, I think when she heard that, she had to be a child. Because we would go, don't be stupid. I, wouldn't, I mean, you would, wouldn't you? You'd go, no, you know, that's not going to happen, sure. But maybe as a young child, yet to, be, yet to have faith ground out of her, which is actually what can so easily happen as we mature in life. Maybe as a young child, with fresh eyes and fresh ears to hear the things of God. She goes, yeah, okay. You know, if that's what's going to happen, uh, that's what's going to uh, happen. Um, now, I don't know what you would think if that happened to you. I guess we would all be a little scared if an angel showed up at the door and uh, Mary had every right to be frightened. She begins by saying, well, it, well, how can this be? Because for a start, I'm, I'm not in a sexual relationship. You know, I'm a virgin. And then the angel speaks and says, well, you'll conceive by the Holy Spirit. And um, he's going to come upon you. And what's more, it's not just you, but your relative Elizabeth also has conceived and become pregnant. A gift from God is already inside her. And there's a particular verse in this reading, verse 37. It says, for nothing is impossible with God. And Mary's response is a lovely one. I'm the Lord's servant, willing to do uh, whatever he wants me to do. May everything you've said come true. Now, I want to bring out uh, two different things out of this passage. The first little bit I want to bring out is that I think this, this story works at two levels. And uh, once we understand those two levels, I think there are three significant points that come out of it for us to understand um, this challenge today, this spirit of uh, possibility. Um, uh, as far as I can see, there are two levels where the Spirit is at work in this account. Number one, God uh, has come to earth. God comes to earth in the person of Jesus Christ. It's one of the most important things in the history of the whole world, when God himself became man, when he came to rescue you and me uh, 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 it, it, through Jesus Christ. Uh, if God wanted to rescue the fish, he'd have come as a fish. If he wanted to rescue the birds, he'd have come as a bird. But he actually wants to rescue mankind. He wants to rescue us as people. And therefore he comes as a person. Someone to relate to us. Someone to reveal God's will to us. So the first really important level that we engage with this story is the, the fact that God is becoming man. There's a, there's a universal level. This child who is to be, con to be conceived is to be the saviour of the world, the one who is going to change everything. There is a, a big picture going on. Mary is unaware of what the meeting with the angel means for her, but it's actually going to change the shape and future of the whole world, and that's exactly what it did. But there's another level as well. So we've got the universal level and then we have a personal level. Uh, there's a second level at which we engage with the story and that is Mary's own story of her being willing to be used by God. I guess if she hadn't been willing, perhaps the Lord would have gone and found somebody else. But maybe he knew ahead of time that she would be willing. 
But it was only through her willingness that the universal story was able to be told. It's through an individual's response to God that God was able to achieve immeasurably more than anything we could ask or imagine. It's through an individual's response to God that God was able to come in the person of Jesus Christ and change this world. So we've got one level of the Spirit at work, which is God becoming man. There's a big picture. And then we have another level of the Spirit at work, which is an individual person responding in a way that enabled God's kingdom to come. In other words, the future of God's kingdom is dependent upon the individual's responses to the working of the Holy Spirit. And Mary responded in an incredible way, and I think that her response provides a platform for us to look at the response, our response to the work of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is at work in the birth of Christ, that is a universal picture to change the world. The Holy Spirit is at work in Mary's life, enabling her to respond to God in a right and appropriate way. And her response is what allows the kingdom of God to come. So if we're thinking about the spirit of possibility, then what might it be like if all of us were ready to respond to God in the same way that Mary did? To allow his kingdom to come, his bigger picture to come. Uh, Like Mary, we might not know what that bigger picture might be. Mary had absolutely no idea. An angel comes to visit her. You're going to conceive a child. He's going to come save the world. She had no idea what that might be, what that, how that would work out. But her response to God's prompting was one of yes. And, and that response enabled God's kingdom to come. What I see is the Holy Spirit wants to bring change. The Holy Spirit wants to bring change. Change through the conception of Christ to save the world. Change through the person of Mary in, he, in whom she has been, well, he has been working. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to continue to bring change today. Well, how can we welcome that area of change? Three things that come out of this uh, passage. Uh, number one, I think we need to be open to God working in our lives. We don't just have to be open to God working in our lives, but I think we have to desire God to work in our lives. We need to be open and desire him to be at work in our lives. And there's a real difference between uh, those two, isn't there? We can have the attitude that we're open to God. Well, if, if God wants to do something supernaturally through me, that's fine, you know. But in the meantime, I'll get on with my own life. I've got this thing, I'll just get on with life and all that life uh, means to me. Uh, But I think it's slightly more than that. I think we have to put ourselves in the way of God. We have to put ourselves in God's way. We have to say, um, Lord, more than just if you want to do something through me, we have to say, Lord, well, I'm, I'm, I'm willing and ready and available for you to do something through me. Uh, I, I would love it if you would do something through me. We have to desire something of God working through us. I don't know about you, but as I look at the world around us, I long for more of God. I long for more of his kingdom. I long to see people reflecting more of the character of Christ. 
I was away with um, some men. Yesterday we were doing a gentle stroll that wasn't so gentle in Dorset. And um, uh, uh, we set ourselves the task on the Friday night of just speaking encouraging things the whole time we were walking. We needed encouraging things because the walk was a bit longer than we'd anticipated. And um, I'm a little stiff this morning. You know, uh, to reflect, and we did it because we said, let's reflect the character of God to one another. Let's reflect Christ to one another in the way in which we speak and the way in which we are. And you know, throughout the day, I mean, you just, you watch, don't you, as you, so there's a bunch of 17 guys and, and uh, uh, we're just having great fun, really. And uh, you can tell it's guys, we stop at a sandwich place for lunch, but there's a chip shop nearby, so we all end up with fish and chips. But you really shouldn't be eating when you're on a long walk, should you, really? You should just have a nice sandwich and a muesli bar. Instead, we had fish and chips and Yorkie bars. So we were really, you know, uh, doing, the, doing the sensible thing. But uh, what I notice as we walk is that any time anybody gets anything out, they oh, you can share this, you can share that, you can have this, you can have that. Bottles of water were being passed around. Some people were going, oh, we can't do that. You've drunk out of that. I can't drink out of that. But other people were just drinking out of it. And it was like we were sharing this stuff, you know. I mean, I don't know, but it felt good that there was something of an attitude of Christ uh, amongst us. I long to see our world reflect more of the ways of God, caring for the poor, the broken, reaching out to those who are trodden down or cast aside by society. I think that God could do incredible things if we as a nation were open to him. And that starts with you and me. That starts with our response. It starts with us saying, Lord, I want more of you. I actually desire you to use me. I am more than being open, I am ready and willing. More than just saying, if you want to do something, that's fine. I'm going... Please do something uh, through me. The, pos- the possibilities of what the Spirit might do in and through us are endless, but the Lord wants to use people who desire more of him, to be open to God working through them. In that way, then, God is promoted and we're not. God's kingdom comes uh, uh, and ours doesn't. We need to desire more of God. I see that in the heart of Mary. Mary had a heart to desire to see the things of God come. Maybe that's why God chose her. And through this one person, the whole world has been changed. And I think the Lord still looks for people like Mary today. And I think that you and I could be just like her if we would desire the things of God. Second thing I see here is that we have to be willing to do God's work. Mary responds in an incredible way, doesn't she? She responds with enthusiasm. I'm the Lord's servant, she says. I'm willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything you say come, to, come true. Yeah, great. I, 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 I think it's fantastic. We're not just to desire more of the Spirit, uh, because if we stopped at that, we wouldn't be doing any good. Let's desire more of the Spirit, but let's desire more of the Spirit... Let's desire more of God's presence in our lives. This desire that the Lord would come and change us so that we'd be more full of him. And the uh, outworking of that, the proof of that, 
The proof of God's spirit indwelling in us is that we desire to do his will. It's not just, I want more of you, Lord. That, that's okay, but it's very short term. We want more of God. But the outworking of that is, and I want to do your will. I want to see your kingdom come. I'll work towards seeing this nation changed. I'll work towards seeing my relationships changed. I'll work towards seeing my workplace changed. I'll work to see your kingdom come. Not just that we have more of him, but we represent him. We represent Christ to others through um, our lives. That they would know uh, the purpose of our lives. And Mary's response is all the more amazing when you think of what it would have meant for her. To be willing to do whatever God asked of her meant that she would probably face real challenge. I mean, her reputation was shot, wasn't it, at that very moment. She was a virgin engaged to be married, and here she was pregnant. Her willingness was threatening the very thing that she wanted to do most, marry the man that she loved, Joseph. I can imagine Mary saying, you know, what will everybody think? I'm single, and I'm pregnant. And the baby is apparently going to be God. Sure, everybody's going to believe that. You know, yeah, no, I, no, I haven't slept with anybody. No, no, no. I've got God's baby inside me. Imagine if your daughter came home and said that to you. You go, sure, wouldn't you? But, I mean, it, is, it comes at an incredible cost to her to say, I'm willing to do God's work. And in doing it, I realized there's a massive cost uh, to me. There was a massive cost to Mary. What will my parents think? What will my friends think? What will my fiancé think? The thing is, if we're willing to do God's will, then we have to be prepared to give ourselves up. Give our own reputation up. And take on something more of the image of God in our lives. If we're serious about God's plan for our lives then there are going to be people who misunderstand us. There are going to be people who misjudge us. There are going to be people who criticize us. We are going to be different if we really want to see God's plan come about in our lives. And the chances are, it is going to cost us. It'll cost us some of our reputation. Maybe it'll cost us some of our comfort in life. But Jesus is pretty upfront about that. He says, you know, no one can be my disciple who doesn't carry his own cross. He doesn't begin, don't begin until you count the cost, he says. Mary says that she was willing to do whatever, and through her willingness and individual response to the Spirit at work in her, it enabled the universal picture to happen. I wonder, I wonder if we could grasp what God's heart might be for this world. Do you know, if we just did a a five-minute Let's write it up on the flip chart. You and I, as a team together, we could come up with a whole list of stuff, couldn't we? Like we're doing a management meeting. Yeah, God will want this. God will want that. God will want that. The thing is, we, we know what God wants. He just says, all I'm looking for is people who are willing to do it. Who are willing to pay the price. Who are willing to step in to see his kingdom come. So we've got to be willing to do God's work. Today, God looks for people who are willing to make individual responses. Lord, I desire more of you that you might do more through me. I'm willing to pay the cost. 
You know, I was in, um, when I was in Ireland last, I'm, I'm going out there uh, next week, I think. Um, I, I told you the story, work on this, did this thing on this uh, council estate. It was pretty, um, pretty incredible work, really. And the pastor there, uh, his name's Mark, it's a blessed name. His name's Mark. And we, well, we did this outreach, and as we're doing the outreach on the Saturday night, uh, bricks were coming through the window. I mean, it was quite extraordinary. And the guy there, was a, uh, oh, was a guy there, he retired, he ran his own business, he retired, and all he did every week was he came and replaced the windows. That's what he did. Every week he came and replaced the windows that got bashed in every time the worship of God was going on. I said to Mark, I said, yeah, how do you afford that? He says, well, we don't. He pays. That's what he does. Now, he's a managing director of a very um, successful company. But now, in his retirement, he just comes and replaces windows to enable the things of God to happen. Well, I talked to Mark, uh, and, you know, I said to him, this is an interesting place to minister. He says, well, we think God's called us here. Gosh, they're paying a cost. They're paying a cost just to be there. You know, when the, when the windows came in, I said, well, shouldn't someone call the police? That would be what we do, isn't it? He says, the police don't come here. It's the paramilitary. They'll be around in a minute. Watch. It was true. And, and it's in Belfast. We just had all those troubles again, haven't we? He said, if someone does something on this estate, what they shouldn't do, he says, people are still kneecapped. He says, they'll come around and break a leg or break an arm or beat somebody up. And this young couple with their young family have put themselves in the heart of it to see God's kingdom come. There's a cost to pay sometimes. And he says, well, we'll carry the cross. We'll carry the cross. Someone's got to carry the cross here. We'll carry the cross. The Lord looks for people who are willing to do his work. And finally, we've got to be willing to trust God. It's a risk and it takes courage to be used by God. And this story here, Mary was full of fear, but I think that she was still someone of great courage. Courage isn't the absence of fear, but rather the determination to move ahead despite your fear. I will do this. Another word for courage might be faith. Mary was a woman of deep faith. She didn't have all the answers, she didn't know, but she did know someone that she trusted, and that someone was her heavenly Father. And God uses people who trust him. God uses people who say, I won't try and work it all out myself. I won't try and put all the ducks in a row. I won't try and ensure that the next five years are all mapped out carefully. But rather, I'll trust God. I'll trust God for today. I'll trust God for tomorrow. The Lord's Prayer says, you know, as Jesus taught us, give us today our daily bread. I'll trust you for today. I'll trust you today for where I am today, for your kingdom to come and where I am today. I sometimes wonder... It's the little thought I had when I was preparing this. That we sometimes have our eyes so fixed on the future. How can I better my life? What can I work towards in five years' time? You know, what am I able to achieve? What, what, where do I want to move to? Or where do I want to, career path I want to get on? Or what do I want to... Then actually we're so focused on that, we miss what God wants to do with us in the moment. Actually on, on the everyday thing on the person's life that we could change today. Just be willing to trust God 
in the everyday. God uses people who trust in him and that, they, that, that won't try and work it all out themselves and get it all neatly sorted, but they'll trust God in the ways in which Mary did. Through Mary saying yes, God was able to do an incredible work. And Mary only said yes because she trusted in her heavenly Father and his will. Through Mary saying yes, the possibility of the Spirit expanded. And it requires a yes from each one of us. And I guess my request this morning is would you like to see more of God at work in this community, in this nation, in this world, even through this church? I'm not looking for a response because I'm assuming the answer is yes. Then like Mary, this requires each one of us to make an individual response to the Holy Spirit's work. To say yes. Yes, I'm willing to be used. Yes, I'm willing to trust God. Yes, I'm willing to do his will. It requires us to say, Lord, I I desire more of you. I desire you to work in my life. I desire you to come. It requires us saying yes, to be willing to do more of God's work. I'm willing for your spirit to motivate my heart and my mind that I would do the things uh, and I would be used by you to bring the kingdom. And I'm willing to trust you for your desires to ultimately happen. We can then hold on to that verse. Verse 37. For nothing is impossible with God. All he requires is a yes from us. If he could do that through Mary and change the world through one individual yes, what might happen if there were hundreds and thousands of Christians saying yes that might see his kingdom come and his will done in an even greater, more powerful way in this world? Would you stand with me?